I think uh, virtually every speaker has, has raised the issue of, of search engines in, in, in some fashion. And so it seems, seems appropriate for uh, Anthony, Anthony House to, to have the, the final say before we open this up to, to a broader discussion. So, Anthony. I have quite a, a clear set of remarks at the beginning, but I've been making notes, and it might be a little less coherent than I intended it to be. Um, I'm just going to start by saying I'm, I am not a lawyer either, so um, I'm, I'm on Google's public policy team. I do the forward looking, uh, but I'm also a historian um, uh, who, and my main interest as a historian is in the inadvertent um, application of law. So uh, my master's thesis was on the effects of the first English marriage law in the mid-18th century, and my uh, doctorate was on the application of English property law to land after the Reformation and how it affected uh, civic and royal jurisdiction. Uh, so it's a bit ancient, but uh, bear with me. I'm also not going to be nearly as um, exciting as Bill Dutton. Um, but I will say that I, 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 I am less keen to welcome, um, I, I, I'm, I'm less keen about welcome overstatements. Uh, I think that uh, certainly they can attract attention to discussions at the beginning or attract attention to uh, important areas for societal discussion. But I think that uh, the longer overstatements remain the public currency of, of the discussion, the closer we get to misleading people as to what their rights uh, or responsibilities will be. Uh, and I think uh, the right people out is a good example uh, without getting myself into a different swamp. I think discussion about do not track in the absence of uh, uh, like clearly defining what the terms are when we say do not track creates um, really, really difficult situations for implementing uh, those rights or those responsibilities. Um, I think the there are, uh, if we look at the right to be forgotten, and one of my, my main objection to the right to be forgotten is precisely the welcome overstatement problem. Um, it's that sometimes when we talk about the right to be forgotten, we mean the right to be forgotten as outlined in the proposed regulation. Uh, and I, I Google, uh, have very few concerns about the right to be forgotten as it is expressed in the proposed regulation. Uh, but it's, it's kind of boring to agree with people. So I'm going to focus on uh, uh, what Arnold Rio's definition of the right to be forgotten seems to be, which is obviously a place that um, we disagree with him and, and with the AAPD. Um, I also think that, uh, as my final preparatory remark before I sort of dive in um, to the substantive points I wanted to make, uh, we've been talking a lot about balancing the, the right to data protection, the right to privacy, with the right to freedom of expression. Um, but I think it's also important that we balance it with the right to freedom of information. Uh, because it, the freedom of expression is so that other people can consume the, the fruits of that expression. And that's the freedom of information side. Um, and, 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 and my basic proposal um, would therefore be that if it is legal to publish information, and I think that in, everyone so far has, uh, has articulated um, situations in which the publication um, of certain information might not be legal. But in those cases where the publication of information is legal, uh, then the dissemination, the discovery, and the consumption of that information should be legal as well. 
Um, and with that, I will uh, actually go into my written statement. Um, so, um, Artemy Rayo mentioned earlier that there are about 200 cases um, that have been referred uh, by his office to the National Court in Spain. Uh, one of those cases is obviously been referred to the European Court of Justice. Uh, submissions on that case are due at the end of this month, and 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 a uh, and a, 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 a finding will be issued in due time. I think it's. Um, Important to remember that in the in the specific so the specific case that has been referred to the ECJ, which which he mentioned earlier, can, 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 was information about a man whose outstanding debts to a branch of the Spanish government were required by statute to be published in a newspaper. Um, the claimant went to both the newspaper and to Google asking for that information to be removed from the web. Both the newspaper and Google said no. Um, they then went to the Data Protection Authority. The Data Protection Authority declined to request the removal from the search or from the newspaper's website, but asked Google to remove it from our index. That original publication was legal, and the continued presence of that publication was legal uh, at the time. It was a case from 1997. It only went up online in 2008. Um, but the only obligations were on Google to remove access to the information. So. The reason that Google, the reason that we believe that this is not the best outcome, or is not is not the proper application of the law as it stands today, um, is as I said that if publication is legal, then then discovery and access to that information should also be lawful. Um, if 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 we reject this principle, um, it will undermine both the rights of individuals to freedom of information and all, also the right to free expression of people who publish online. Um, for search engines specifically, and I actually don't, like, I, I think, I, I agree that the, the specific technical mechanism of the search engine is not a particularly helpful uh, uh, thing to focus on in regulation, but discovery mechanisms generally, whatever those happen to be, um, should be protected under um, the rights to freedom of expression, freedom of information. But I do think it's important that, that we talk specifically about how search engines work. Um, search engines only provide links to information that's extant online. Um, we don't understand logically what that information is about. Um, but we do respect the preferences of the person that published it. So that can be expressed through robots.txt, which is a mechanism for uh, requesting non-indexing of information by search engines, um, or by meta tags within the uh, publication itself. Those meta tags could tell Google to cease indexing information after a certain period of time. It would be entirely within a publisher's right to say, I'm putting this article online on the 12th of June, is it today? 2012, um, but I would like it to not be indexed after the 12th of June, 2015. That's entirely within a publisher's right. Um, uh, and, and it would be respected automatically. Um, it's also worth noting because there were a couple of, there were a couple cases that were referenced earlier where the existence in, in Google's cache was um, co continued after it had been removed from the internet, uh, and that was just a technic technological um, hurdle on our part. But that has improved. So when I joined Google in 2006, the average rate of re-indexing was in the scale of weeks, and now it's in the scale of hours. 
Um, so we notice when things have been removed from the web much more quickly. And something that had previously, when, when we received an indication from a publisher that it shouldn't be available online, might have been available for a significant amount of time in our index, um, that, that, that delta is getting much, much smaller. Um, Several people have mentioned already that uh, the, the volume of information online is, is quite significant. Um, uh, Bill actually m misquoted us. Uh, it's not 60 hours of video every minute on YouTube. It's 72, which is 12 hours of video every day. Um, I also think just as a, a minor minor diversion, um, the, we actually, as, a, as a, a hosting platform, as the owner of YouTube, give people the right to object if they didn't consent to be in a video. So if you're in a video on YouTube and you don't like it, you can flag it and we will remove it. So you already have that right within our system. Now that doesn't exist for all online hosting platforms, um, but, it, but it certainly does in, in, in the case of, of YouTube. Um, the, the scale of information, though, is such that it is impossible for Google to verify the truth, accuracy, or justifiability of information that appears online before it appears in our index. Um, nor are we actually in a position to be able to say um, when something has appeared in our index. Uh, if something appears in our index that would be covered by an existing um, uh, um, an existing court order, then it is the same information and cannot appear in the index, um, except in, in very narrow cases, for example, where we have a digital fingerprint of an image. Um, I think one of the other important things to think about here is proportionality. Um, proportionality obviously requires that measures be appropriate, necessary, and reasonable. Um, but I would argue that expect, expecting search engines to restrict the discoverability of otherwise legal information online doesn't satisfy any of these requirements. It wouldn't be appropriate. It, the, the, the information would remain publicly available online. Um, so it wouldn't be the objective pursued. It's not necessary. Removing the information from online publication is actually best achieved by the publisher of that information rather than by a search engine, um, since they decided how to make it available in the first instance. Um, and, and finally, uh, it would, it would um, impose significant burdens on the search engine without actually uh, achieving the desired objective. I think the final thing that is extremely important to say is that restricting access via search engines, the, the question came up earlier, are we just going after the, the choke point, the point that we know we could control something, the gatekeeper? Um, and I guess you could say that a search engine or, a, or an ISP um, is, can play the role of that gatekeeper, um, but, it, but it's a very dangerous place to put the responsibility. Um, with my historian hat on, this is how censorship was enacted in the 16th century, 15th century. Um, there, was, there were fears about what people would be able to publish in pamphlets, so they licensed the people that owned the printing presses. Um, but in that case, the, the person that wanted to publish a pamphlet and the person who owned the printing press had a direct relationship. So if the printing press wouldn't print something, the person who wanted to publish the pamphlet still had a way to uh, uh, defend their rights. In that case, they often didn't have any, but they were in a position to know what had happened. If, 
if search engines become the point at which we start restricting access to information, the publishers of that information have no way of knowing that, 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 that they have been censored that their expression of information is no longer discoverable by people online. Uh, and it removes their ability to, def to defend their, their rights. Um, finally, I'd I, I just say that the risk of censorship here isn't abstract or remote. So um, the, we appealed to the, uh, the Spanish National Court and it's gone to the European Court of Justice, but these requests continue to come in, primarily from the Spanish uh, Data Protection Authority, but there are a few stray ones from other jurisdictions. Um, and in the last six months of 2011, we had just over a dozen requests from the Spanish DPA to remove 270 search results, um, several of which uh, affected public officials. So we've already gone from this being used by private citizens. Um, and before Google has even taken action in any of those cases, we already have public officials trying to use this to alter the public record. Um, and that's just in the present. Um, as, as several people have said, we don't, you know, we don't know what youthful discretions of today may be relevant to people who could be public officials in the future. And the uh, uh, preemptive censoring of, of the public record um, means that that might, may never be discovered. Uh, and I, I do understand that, you know, the information remains online, but it's a bit like saying you're allowed to publish something in a book as long as it doesn't go in the index. Uh, and I think that's, that's really problematic.